All right. Welcome back to our second episode of Psychic on the Scene. Here tonight with my co-host, Michelle Lyons Polito. Hello. And D. Scott. Yep, that's me. Did you just welcome everybody to our second, welcome back to our second episode? Yeah. Why? You don't well, do that? Wouldn't it be welcome back to our first episode? They've never been to the second episode yet. Maybe they hit pause and started it again. No, everybody should be <laughs> watching us in sequence. They're listening to us. Listening to Nobody us. Nobody should be watch. watching this, period. That's a little scary. It's, it's a little hair day. Maybe I want them to watch. Oh, my God. This is already bad. All right, we have an amazing guest today who hopefully hey. we just didn't scare away. Um <laughs> So here in our in our studio today, we have Jake Paul, and uh, here to talk about angels, everything angels, angel energy, and healing with angels. So hit it. <laughs> hit hey, it. everyone. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for being <laughs> here, Jake. We're so excited. Oh, I'm so excited. Ooh. So tell us about, tell us how you got started. Okay, so how I got started, I would say it was about age five is when I saw my first spirit. And that was the spirit of my grandmother, mm. um, who had died the year that I was born, a couple months after I was born. So I had no business knowing who this woman was. Um, and then finally, my mom would catch me dancing in the living room with um, some with whoever she couldn't see. And she'd be like, Jake, who are you dancing with? What are you doing? And I'm like, I'm dancing with grandma. Aww. And she would be like, what? Because I don't, I had um, one nanny and I called her nanny. She was one that was um, raising me with my grandfather. Um, so my grandmother, uh, my mom's mom, uh, I would point out to pictures. I'd be like, that's her. She was wearing this outfit. And my mom was like, well, is she in the room with us right now? And I'd be like, and I pointed to the corner. I said, yeah, she's right there. And she said, get out. She was so spooked. She thought it was like some random spirit. She thought this was Paranormal Activity 3. Like she was so spooked. Um, and honestly, from there on, like I remember all throughout childhood, I would just um, always see things, random things, feel impressions, just know things about people. And people just kind of chalked it up to my imagination, you know? So I, you know, oh, really that's kept always that the quiet. way. Right. Um, Daydreaming. Then, <laughs> honestly, I didn't really realize or know that I was psychic until my mom had that reading with you, Katie. Um, and then you pointed it out, and I was like, oh. Is that what this is? <laughs> That's awesome. I love that. That's when you realize that you were just a hair different than everybody else, even with the purple hair, just a shade different than everybody else. It's it's amazing to me when I speak to children or I talk to the parents and I say to them about their children with, with gifts that um, kids can't articulate that what they're seeing is different than the norm. They assume that everybody is seeing it, mm-hmm. everybody's feeling it, everybody's get so they just assume that mom and dad know about the the you know grandmother standing over to the side or dancing mm-hmm. that they're seeing all of this and witnessing it along with them and you know it's it's kind of interesting as kids try to they use their kid language to explain mm-hmm. it and then you realize that's truly how you realize that kids aren't um, expanding on it or or like lying or cheating about it right right and I love when I'm working with kids to have them draw pictures mm, yes point out pictures yeah and and that helps so much I, it's just the validation is, is, is the most wonderful so thing. explain um I can't speak for Michelle but I kind of know because Michelle and I do so much work together but mm-hmm. um I work more with spirit guides when I'm doing my work and I'm hearing the voices in my head um I am hearing family and spirit and uh, spirit guides are guiding me. So I will say, they say, and I will repeat what they say. Like, you know, they say, 
Jake is really <laughs> psychic and sexy. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so I will repeat that, like what I'm hearing, but I don't primarily work with angels, even though I'm, you know, Irish Catholic, mm -hmm. grew up with angels, love the, the, and actually recommend for people as far as protection to utilize the archangels. Mm -hmm. So explain to us a little bit the difference of utilizing, accessing angel energy. Okay. Um, like, do you mean like archangels versus like spirit guides and stuff like that? Right. When okay. you're getting information, how are you getting that information? How are you seeing them? How are you hearing them? So ever since childhood, it was my, mostly my primarily um, way that I would get information was always seeing things. Like in my mind, I would see pictures or also the tricky one is um, clear knowing. That's okay. always <clears> a tricky <throat> one because you never know which one's your thoughts and which one's psychic impressions. Yeah, that's, um, so that's it's tricky. very primar primarily seeing images, little movie pictures, um, or I'll see things like if I'm, uh, someone's guide is coming through, which fun fact just for all of the listeners, the spirit guides are part of the nine branches of angels. Um, so you are still working with angels that way. Oh. Um, just because it's not an archangel, just because it's not Michael, you know, Jophiel, whoever, um, doesn't mean it's anything less of an angel. Um, Look at you throwing out hands. I know. <laughs> I can't say the angels right. I have... I have a student and a bodyguard that demands that every class I say the names and I struggle. I've actually had to go on YouTube to, because the names are all so different and they just don't roll off the tongue. And I'm like, oh English. God, I don't want to offend them. You know, call them Bob. Um, <laughs> Angel Bob, thank you so much. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, the fun thing about angels is that there are so many. And right now, there's really only about... I would say about 13-ish documented archangels, but or during my work, I would argue that there's a vast amount of them that we just have not figured out. Just because you've put a name to them does not necessarily mean that you've cracked the code. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Um, there's just so many. Um, What's the difference between an archangel and like a... You know, just a, I guess a regular angel. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like so, the classes, how does that work? The classes of angels. So the branches of angels are kind of, if we, for the viewers to kind of paint a picture, angels are really much like a beehive kind of. Um, and let's say that you want to call um, whoever it is for you, God, source, the universe is like the, is the queen bee. And then outside of that, you've got your worker bees, which would be like the archangels. The archangels are really just aspects of divinity, different aspects mm. of the personality, um, just coming through to work with you individually, just to express different points in your life and to bring different things to you. Okay. Um, so like for Michael, for example, everybody knows Michael. Mm -hmm. um, Michael is really about cutting cords, bringing big life changes for you, um, being able to release old toxic negative energies within yourself. My go-to angel. <laughs> yes. Like extra relationships we call on archangel michael <laughs> cut those cords absolutely cut <laughs> um and so a good piece of information for the parents that are listening who have anybody who has sensitive children um archangel metatron is actually a very perfect one to be working with he's very good for crystal children indigo children um, and there are some adults that might be listening who are crystal and indigo children because to my knowledge, um, you know how we would consider the crystal and indigo children came in like one wave of a younger generation. Um, it's my suspicions that there were handfuls that were scattered a few generations beforehand to kind of feel the waters out to see if the to world was the ready way. for them yet. Yes, to pave the way and to kind of get a lot of these books written, a little bit of information written because you know the younger generation needs uh, resources. They need something to kind of like learn off of, see and just something to oh, prove like it that. to them, you know? 
And something to help their parents through the craziness. Absolutely. Like, oh my goodness, what is my child seeing? Absolutely. Oh. I had actually heard that about the indigo and the crystal children, that the first wave of them were the uh, answers to prayers during World War II. Oh, and it was for the atrocities that were happening and basically asking the angels to come and help. Mm-hmm. And so then so was created indigo children but the first ones that came were called scouts so i would have been considered because i'm older um (laughs) a scout so because i'm in 66 but it actually started the the wave was right after world war ii the first wave and then there's another enormous wave of them that came around 1993 i believe is that next band and they're Mm. that's more where they're in the different levels of um, indigo, crystal, and rainbow children. Mm-hmm. But it's it. you're right. It was all in part to the angel energy. That's what I've also heard. And it makes sense. It resonates with me. That that, that feels so right. You know, because, you know, we went first to kind of pave the way and <clears throat> get the, the garden bed ready for the planting of the seeds of these little kids. Mm-hmm. Is, how many times have I, have I said, have you said, sitting down with children, anything you say to me is not going to be weird. I have felt it. I have seen it. I understand. And just by saying that to people, it, it completely just takes away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D. Scott's like, Whoa, yeah. I'm not weird. No. <laughs> no, I felt it. I've seen it. I've seen it to a different level. No, that's not what I was. Oh, believe, that's I not where I was that. going with the, the chuckle that I had because it's like anything you say could not be weird, and then they could say some really, really weird stuff that has nothing to do with. Any kind of spirit, you'd be oh, like, okay, but that oh. was weird. Okay, that was weird. Oh yeah, we, I, <laughs> like, oh, say it. Say we, it. <laughs> we get stuff all the time that as we're sitting there and we start to see things psychically, mm-hmm. people will go, "Well, I might as well just tell you." No, please don't. And then they will tell us like truth confessions about weird stuff that they're doing or with other people. And and the whole time I'm sitting there going, mm-hmm. That's not what I meant. Too much information. Oh I've got to get out of here fast. Where's the yeah, exit? Exactly. The door. Well, you took that literally. Yes. My bad. Yes, but they all think like, you know, we become the keepers of secrets. So, and it's weird. Some of the stuff is weird stuff. I like to stick yeah. chocolate in my, enough. That's, I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, more. exactly. La, 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 I? <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Where we keep getting? He's like, oh I my know, gosh, sometimes these ladies are during, crazy. You know, during your readings, you would think that you're the weird one for having all these messages from spirit, and then sometimes it's uh, the person on the other end of the table has some funky business. Right. So, tell us about the first time you did a reading. Oh my god! Using um, angel, you're accessing your angels. So the first time that I did a reading accessing my angels, <laughs> so it, it was right when um, I'm gonna say this was like. I was 14 is when I got my accreditation from um, Hay House as Ooh, an angel therapist, nice. um, an angel card reader and all of that. Um, and that's also the same year that I picked up my first tarot deck. Really? Uh, first year. And then within like six months, I picked it up and just started doing professional readings. Oh, that's incredible. Um, so my first reading. It's got a tattoo on his arm of, of the moon yes, and tarot. My, I love I that. I have a tattoo of the moon card, which is um, I'm a Pisces and this is our astrological card. Yeah, so this is the kind of kind of remind you of like it's beautiful. I have a Yankee tattoo just because I'm a Yankee fan. Yeah. Oh, he's showing pencil. us his Yankee tattoo. No. <laughs> so my first reading, I can remember, it was from my mom's friend, a very close friend of hers, and I just remember I was laying down these cards, um, just learned how to do my first spread, and it was like the ten card spread. So I was like in out of my head for de- for the first one, um, and all of a sudden I just go through each card and I'm just reading about a situation. Um, 
specifically a financial situation, things talking about the house. And I just remember them, my mom and her friend, being at the end of the table, and they would purse their lips, and they looked at each other very close. <laughs> and, they were like, <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God. And they would do the whisper. They're like, oh, my God, he's on to something. Like, <laughs> you know, just things like that. And it would just be for, like, the months would come, and I would just be randomly asked to read family members, family friends. I'm like, wow. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> sure, sounds good you. to me. Sometimes the career finds you, right? Oh, and that's honestly the biggest thing. Um, I I go to school for forensic psychology. Oh, um, cool. So I was originally going to be a doctor, and it just kind of feels like this work just pulls you into that way. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you're being booked fully on the weekends for the next, you know. Yep. And you, there's just, you always have people inquiring for it, and it's just like there's no way that you can like get yourself out of it. Not that I would take it for anything else. I love what I do and I love what I can do for people. Um, but I think it's very funny. But nobody goes to their guidance counselor and says, I want to be the next Sylvia Brown. So um, I'm not doing college. I'm not. Nobody does that. You have this your whole life and you kind of keep it as like mm-hmm. this side secret that you've you've got this ability. And then one day you realize, hmm, maybe this is, you know, it's my gift. I should be doing this for the rest of my life. So yeah, there's no I box do. to check on that. That test you take to show what interests you are. There's no psychic box or ghost <laughs> rescuer, and you know, and then you're just you're, you're the it's right next to the weird. Kid. Oh yeah, <laughs> angel check. <laughs> so the, I talk to angels when I do clearing work. Mm-hmm. I ask that I, I don't know if if I'm correct, and I, it, it feels right when I ask that the, the, the appropriate angel for each spirit that is stuck come mm-hmm. and escort the angel mm-hmm. to the light to the fifth dimension, and that. It's funny because I can see the angels changing their faces mm-hmm. for the spirits, mm-hmm. and they look like their mothers, they look like their their husbands, their wives, uh, you know, just people that they can run to, and it's the sweetest, sweetest gift to mm-hmm. feel that emotion as they release. So that's why I, that's my experience with angels. That's very funny that you say that. Um, that's that is something that angels do is they change their form for each person. Oh. Um, a lot of times, like when you're growing up and you might see your first angel, it might remind you of your great aunt that had just passed a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. They find images that are very comfortable for you, and sometimes for kids, it'll be cartoon characters. Actually, oh how cool is that? Yes, it's ways to come so it can bypass your subconscious, your logical part of your mind, so it can let itself in closer to your own heart, so you can be able to trust it. Um, so yeah, they do that I've for everybody. Heard that before, but I have a validation for you. And you know, that's kind of why I have I kind of have beef for people in the <laughs> spiritual community who um paint like descriptions of the archangels and angels because you know that's really just one person's perspective of right. them, and that I think could make a skewed reference for somebody who is trying to learn more about angels and they don't have the visual. Um, they sense. don't see that quote unquote. They angel. won't be able to yeah. see their own, and they'll get frustrated because they don't see this tall, blonde-haired, uh, you know, whatever image. That somebody said Michael is big abs, muscular, long hair. <laughs> that's you Katie's. Know. That's Katie's Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like art, you know. You see mm. it. You see what you need to see in yeah. a particular work right. of art. Well, when we were um, quite a few years back, um, and Barb Nesnik of Willow Tree Wisdom mm-hmm. had done a drumming, and we went to do to see your spirit animal. Oh, yeah. So I brought my son, who at the time was probably 14. So he'd never really gotten into the hoogity boogity stuff with mom, but <laughs> it was fun to take him. So I take him, and he, he had a layout, and she does the drumming, and I think I helped her with it. And um, we get all done, and people are saying, I saw, you know, I saw a horse, I saw a deer, I saw, and he's going, mm, mm, 
I said, what? And he goes, I saw Horton Hears a Who elephant. Nice. And nice. I, I said, okay. He said, it was a cartoon. I didn't see like a real elephant. So Barb went with him and she drummed privately. And then she saw it with him. And um, so his spirit animal was Horton Hears a Who elephant. So That's a great spirit animal. It is. Have. Well, a few years later when he was old enough to get a tattoo... Um, hadn't gotten my permission. Uh, he walked in the house and said, Ma, I want to show you something. I said, sure. And he pulled up his shirt, and he has a tribal elephant from his chest down his arm. And he said, it's my it's my spirit animal. Like, I had to get Aww. it. So hmm. it wasn't the Horton Here's a Who one, but it was a tribal. It would have been way better. Uh, I don't know. but th- So I validate that, that I'd never heard that before. And my son was absolute proof that that's how his head come in. Mm-hmm. So, um, I I have another question. I have heard in the past that if angels are present, one of the things that they come in dire situations. People have reported they've been in accidents and they they see them on the side of the mm-hmm. road, um, whether it's a loved one or not. But it, it mostly they report them as um, as being like an angel figure, glowing, usually larger. Mm-hmm than human form, not male or female, um, and they don't speak. When they speak, they're actually speaking um, through telepathy. So I don't know if that is actually like a myth um, or something that's just like learned on the internet, because I've heard that myself, or ha- you've actually had that experience. So what, so I guess I have to clear myself, I have to make myself a little bit clearer. When I say that I communicate with angels, it really is through, it would be have to be through telepathy. Because if you think about it, angels are these aspects of um, divinity that have existed since the dawn of time. Language was created by man. So, you know, to ask them to learn a specific language, if not all of them, you know, if we were talking about what language they would speak, they would have to be speaking biblical Aramaic. Mm. And I don't know if I can name anybody that speaks biblical <laughs> Aramaic. Um so yeah about um when you see angels and like um unfortunate situations and things like that often you would see you could see two different ones um one being archangel sandalphon archangel sandalphon is actually one who comes um he they call him the nickname is uh the archangel of unanswered prayers um he comes for people who um are in down and out um they're in unfortunate situations and they feel like they're not being heard by the universe so he would come just as reassurance that you are absolutely being heard um, the other one, though, would be Archangel Azrael. Archangel Azrael mm. is the angel of grief, the one that ushers the spirit through into the other side and makes them feel so warm and comforted. Azrael is actually the one that brings your loved ones to you. He's the reason why you see your grandmother in the light when you're at the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. Or um, he's the the angel that people claim they saw, you know, grab somebody before they got hit by the bus um, right, and right, brought them yes. to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there's there's honestly archangels for everything. So you will see them in all kinds of situations. Um, Sandalphon is actually the one when you said World War II um, for the indigo children, crystal children, and all that. Sandalphon actually came um, for the Holocaust survivors, um, big time because um, again, unanswered prayers. Um, just being trapped in situations and things like that. So if you ever feel like you're in a space of um, victimhood or um, you're in self-deprivation, poverty consciousness, Sonophon's really a good one to call upon because he will get you out of that. Which brings up a, a, another really good question. It doesn't matter what religion you are or culture, they're the same, same angels. Same beings, right? They're the same beings, correct? 
I gotta be honest, I've never read the Bible. So <laughs> my knowledge of the angels are just ones that, you know, I've built my own relationship with them. Angels exist in every single re religion let's be clear, was made man, by man. man. Um, you know, it was a man that wrote all of those books. Um, angels exist in every single sect of the culture, everything like that, um, just because we are all human. You know what I mean? Right. Angels represent different parts of humanity, and therefore they are within all of us. Oh, I love that. Okay. I have a question. Have you written a book yet? Um, honestly... I am planning on it. Oh, good. I am I planning on your working book. on it. <laughs> yeah, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> Do you have times or moments that seem to be um, like, if you were to talk to somebody that's just getting started accessing or utilizing angel energy, what do you think is like the best conditions or, or what do you feel is the best way for somebody to start something like this? So to be able to start working with the angels, um, you know, I'll give you a piece of advice that I got a long time ago when I got my angel therapy course, and it was from the from the queen of angels, whether she likes it or not, mm -hmm. um, Doreen Virtue. Oh, okay. um, it is. Uh, it was an age-old rule for her when she taught people how to read, and she would say the rule, the biggest rule, is to blah everything that you hear out, everything that you see, everything that you feel. You are going to think that you are making it up. You are going mm. to think that you, you won't even be convinced yourself. What you have to do is you just have to spit out the information that you are getting because what happens is, and you both know this, when in psychic readings, the information that you get first and then you get another piece of information and that's your mind just kind of backing it up yeah. and trying to bypass it. So you really have to, when you sit down, get quiet with yourself. The best way to really channel the angels is really classical music, the mm. harp, um, grand pianos, they love that. Um, dim lighting, salt lamps are really good for it. Um, <laughs> but also, um, you just have to make sure that you're kind of in a good space for it. You can't be under the influence of alcohol. Um, unfortunately, sugar and chocolate is definitely a big impact on it. Chocolate, oh man. <laughs> not um, raw cacao though. Dark oh. chocolate is not bad. It's oh, like it's chocolate. things like Hershey's with the additives that are really sugar blocking. And the ick. Yeah. It's the sugar and the ick, exactly. Um, those are things that are really impactful that will kind of inhibit you. Um, and those will be the things that rightfully so inhibit you. But if you're not eating a bar of Hershey's every single day, if you are not <laughs> downing a glass of wine, you know, just an hour before you try doing this, you are in a good space. You just have to start doing it. You just ask the angels. And literally, that's the great thing about angels. As soon as you call for them, even if you don't know any of their names, just ask for one to be present and they will be there. That's awesome. So I asked you to bring your tools to mm -hmm. do a reading. Mm -hmm. Um, can you can you do like one for Michelle and one for Michelle? Ooh. Oh my god! Absolutely. Oh, this is a bonus! I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Do her. Oh hey! I haven't had a reading in forever, forever, forever. Actually, you know what? And maybe maybe D Scott because he'll freak out. No, I won't. No, I know you like it. I won't freak out. I just may run through the door <laughs> without opening it. So with us today, I've got my. Archangel Oracle cards, and then I've also got my Angel Tarot cards. Oh, Angel Tarot, I uh, love so it. Pretty. Listen, They're sparkly as and much shiny. angel work that I do, I am a tarot reader through and through. So, <sighs> Michelle, did you want to go first? Absolutely. All right, perfect. So what I'm we'll so just excited. do- I'm so excited, I didn't expect this, woo <laughs> <laughs> We'll just have you get a little bit quiet, and we'll just focus a little bit, and right now I'm just gonna kind of ask your guides, your angels to come forward, give me all of the information that's valid, all of the information that's helpful for you right now. 
And we're going to take a look at your past, present, and future. We're going to throw down a couple cards, and we're going to go from there. Okay. And then a question that I like to ask for everybody in my readings is, would you like to know everything? Yes, okay, absolutely. Perfect. I'm a deep end kind of girl. <laughs> <laughs> Jump right in. You can just tell that she's a tortured soul. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're into it. <laughs> totally am. Well, I mean, you're in a great spot. You've got a lot of fire energy in front of you. So really, there's nothing that could really get in your way at the moment. So you're oh, in a good. very powerful place right now. Ooh. In your present, you've got the magician. And actually, Archangel Raziel is right here with you. And he's really saying that you are ready at the moment. And so it's not a question about, do I have all the tools that I have? Um, do I need to get anything additional in my practice? Mm -hmm. It's really about right now, you're in a space of where we are clearing out and we are really working um learning how to get onto the bare bones of things. Oh. Um, getting rid of the razzle-dazzle. You don't need the sage. You don't do anything like that. It's mm -hmm. really working with your own energy and learning how you can own your own space with your energy again. It's kind of going back to the beginning. It feels like when you were kind of like amateur into the whole thing. It feels like we have to go back to that and we have to abandon a little bit of the mindsets that we've adopted over the years. So we are in a different space right now. Um, this is all coming from our past right now where we've kind of had the urge to want to go into a new direction and start something else that's more exciting for us. Right. Um, does that make sense for you? It does. It does. My <laughs> mantra, what, last week was, I just want to be alone. <laughs> <laughs> so... And so you've got a couple different cards, which are actually really good. You've got the Six of Wands. You've got the Three of Wands. Six of Wands and the Three of Wands is really talking about that you have got a lot of significant things right now in your material world and also things that you are passionate about that are really manifesting for you very fast right now and are going oh. to continue to. Oh, that's exciting. A lot of things to be celebratory about, a lot of things that you have achieved and things that you should be proud of. Okay. Um, so right now, it's really not looking elsewhere for validation. It's not going anywhere for additional things in your practice. It's oh, really about learning how to go home and really just channel that a little bit more. Okay, that sounds perfect because I, I have such an urge to be home and just to, you know, be with myself and my pets. Well, that makes sense because you've got the page of fire and the page of fire is really talking about kind of almost hitting the reset button. It's going mm. into a different space in your mind. It's being reinvigorated, re-excited and being um, a little bit more curious about things. Um, making the conscious decision to take a leap of faith and go into areas that we were not familiar with to begin with. And now we're kind of pushing our comfort zone and that's really where we're going to get all of our additional resources that are going to help us in our practice. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> I have a magic drawer I haven't opened in a while, so Ooh. I'm going to pull it open. <laughs> oh, this Wonderful. is exciting. Oh, my that gosh. Thank you. Do, right, do, 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 Yay, thank you. All righty. My turn. Do you wanna, should I have him sit here? Do you want to? Uh, no. I'm, if you would like to, you know. He can stay there. Can he stay there? Shuffle. Okay. Yeah, of course. This is so exciting. I just didn't expect a reading. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to cry because I'm so proud of you. Aww. I know since he was like a little, little guy. So I'm so proud. You're so well-spoken and you're, everything you say is just so clear. It's, oh. it's amazing. And it comes from such, a, such a, a wonderful, pure space. That's what I feel with you. It's just the purity coming Very out. Sweet. Thank you. I would cry too, but I took my antidepressant. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I need one of those now. <laughs> <laughs> 
vitamin P. <laughs> All right, D. Scott, is that the name that you like to go by? Is that the one you identify with? Uh, it's my professional name. What's the name that you go by, like, with your family, your My friends? real name is Dennis Rymanowski. Okay. Lola Big Cups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's only on the weekends. <laughs> oh, that's my name. <laughs> All right, we are done shuffling. Isn't that so funny? What I find very interesting is about people when you're in groups and you do readings like these, you see a lot of the same cards, so you attract a lot of the same energies, which is very interesting. The Ace of Fire, the Two of Fire, those came up in your reading. Right. And, they were <laughs> and that just goes to show that you, you don't meet the people in your circle for no reason. You know, no the people accidents. that you meet are very <laughs> beneficial to you, and it's because they're all experiencing things on similar levels. Mm -hmm. So... You've got some interesting cards. Oh, great. From your past. <laughs> from your past, you've got the Ace of Wands, and the Ace of Wands is really about um, new opportunities, kind of starting on new leaves, being a little bit more motivated in a different sense, taking your passions, things that you like, and um, starting to utilize them, make something of your own about that, um, branching out, kind of making something um, more uh, more uh, with your stamp on it, if Weird. that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense, because ironically, I've been talking a lot about trying to get into stand-up comedy. Mm -hmm. And trying to do some other stuff outside of why are you looking at me like? <laughs> no, I'm but no, but seriously, it was and, and it was. I've talked with a friend of mine, uh, Jay Will, who also works for iHeartMedia, and he was like, "Dude, I think you should take an improv class, and I think you would be great at stand up." And mm -hmm. I've had a bunch of friends tell me as well, like, "If you do it, let us know. We'll come." And I'm like, "Yeah, I don't want you, Ooh, there, but that's fine. We'll be there too." <laughs> <laughs> So right now you've got the two of wands for your present card and the two of wands is really talking about we have we've taken an idea and now we've come to a point where we really have to do something with that idea. Now it's starting about taking yeah, your weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's really about taking your opportunities and starting to manifest them in your physical reality. Mm -hmm. Um you know, you've come so far and you've got the partnerships and you've got the resources around you. So mm -hmm. it would be, a, you would hate for five years from now to kick yourself in the ass and be like, I wish I did it. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, but I think you already have kind of predicted your own su success though, because you've got the high priestess in your future. And the high priestess is really talking about listening to those kind of subconscious things, that intuition that you've already had, um, that kind of knack to be able to kind of like read a room and be able to understand what people want from you. Mm -hmm. um, because you use comedy in a funny way. You use comedy in a way to kind of read the room and then de-escalate situations and you also use it to manipulate situations in your favor um not in a bad way <laughs> it just is a way that works for you right um but comedy is the best therapy and comedy is the best medicine mm -hmm. um comedians are an important part in our society an important part for the culture um yeah, I can definitely see the comedy for you, and I definitely think that you should be doing comedy revolving about like current events, current events, things like politics, things like that. Um, I don't want to do politics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would really want you to take this. I feel like your purpose is to really take the seriousness out of things, distract people from it, and just kind of like, um, I don't know, I kind of feel like I see like an old image of like just kind of like a jester, and it's kind of like um, distracting <laughs> the crowd from like things that are going on in the back. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, you've got the Ace of Water, and you've also got the Ace of Earth. So you've got a lot of new beginnings. You've got a lot of good opportunities for you. The Ace of Water would mean that we are in a good place emotionally, and we're kind of taking a new perspective in the way that we kind of feel about things. Mm -hmm. um, so you're in a very emotionally charged place right now, though. 
Um, you've also got the Ace of Earth, and the Ace of Earth would be telling me that you've got all the mundane um, material resources that you need um, to kind of manifest your goals. You already know the people, and you've already made the connections, so it's really about kind of utilizing those. Um, or if you don't feel like that's already happening, that's something that's very close to you, and it is going to happen for okay. sure. And then you've got the Three of Pentacles, which is really talking about... <laughs> <laughs> Three of Earth is really talking about kind of your own creativity and being able to put that into the physical lens, putting that into action, doing things that reflect your creativity and reflect mm -hmm. the things that you want to do. Um, the Three of Earth is really talking about um, really having to work with other people, though. It's kind of collaborating and it's um, to be able to make something happen, to bring something to life. All right. um, but it's also the recognition about hard work, though. So understanding that you, the work that you put into it and the practice that you put in, um, the material that you spent, that you will spend time writing, mm -hmm. um, it will not go for nothing. Oh, it, cool. will it will okay. obviously, it will definitely manifest as something really great for you. Nice. Um, that's definitely a strong direction that you should be going in. Oh. <laughs> no, very much. Absolutely. And then you've got another page, and you've got a page here, which is really talking about that you're really going to start learning a lot more things about yourself, mm -hmm. and you're going to start taking. Um, it's really going to allow you to expand your curiosity and then learn more things about yourself that you might not have known in the beginning. Things that you used to know but yep. have forgotten about, if that makes sense. Again, going back to our roots almost and remembering those things about ourselves mm -hmm. that kind of get dispersed when we get into the professional life, get into the hustle and bustle. Right. Um, but you're going in a great direction. Awesome. Yeah. bad going on. Great. Thank you so much. I was like, man, he's going to be like, so in a couple of days, you should probably tell everybody you love them. And like, oh, damn. You're really good about bringing people together with yes. with your comedy and you know just with your what you have to say because there's so much divisiveness now mm -hmm. I, I see you as just someone who can help us to find our similar similarities and laugh together because i don't think people laugh together enough anymore well now i gotta start working on that stuff because <laughs> the political way would never be my first inclination to do like i wouldn't i don't tell a lot of jokes like even just in goofing around with friends i don't talk about i try not to talk about politics in general because god yeah. forbid we have a disagreement uh. and you think something different than i do because then i'm wrong and you're not and i'm like this is stupid i'm like i'm not i didn't want to argue like just because you would i just tell it's gotten so boring <laughs> it's all good. Just give me a lock of your hair. And a hat I'll pen. I'll agree with you. That's not going to have the same effect if I tell people that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm the red witch. <laughs> Did you guys watch that last oh night? Oh, my God. That was amazing. Amazing. Okay. I'm so excited. Katie, yay. Katie's getting a reading. Mm -hmm. Isn't it weird when you do the readings to get a reading? Yes. It you, is. you feel so like... Have you, Awkward. Have, well, I've been ambushed out in public where somebody's given me a reading, and at first I want to go, no, like peasant, no. <laughs> and I, I, I have to tell you something, that when that's happened, they not only have said the same things to me over and over again, it's usually somebody that reads auras, and they will say, you have a white aura around you, all above your head, and, you know, I'll be like, oh, okay, and they say it over and over again, and... Then they, they go into other things about my future and where they see me. And a lot of this stuff has happened. That's incredible. Big stuff. It's always stuff that you're not seeing about yourself either. <laughs> You've got some interesting cards here. And again, <laughs> similar cards coming through mm -hmm. that we just had. We had the Ace of Earth, the Three of Earth <laughs> that are coming through. And those are in the same positions for you. Mm, so. Wow. I love positions. <laughs> 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 oh, right. 
<laughs> this is an over 18 podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just take a sip. So you've got some important messages coming through already. Okay. Right now, all of these three cards, this is talking about your past, present, and future. And these are real talking. These are all kind of talking to me in the same sense and all at the same time. So this would be telling me that there's a cumulative lesson that's kind of being learned right now. We're in a life review right now at this point. Um, and it kind of feels like there's a frustration because it's like a perpetual review that we are just like not getting through. And what it is, it feels like we are, it feels like we are not seeing the messages right now. It feels like there is a little bit of like a horse blinder still that we are still working through. And that is just from, um, um, past conditioning that we are still kind of working through and you know things that we already know about um you've got the three of water and the three of water is talking about emotionally we have come to a space where we have really addressed a lot of old wounds and we have really addressed a lot of things that have been causing disrupts for us um so right now the water has definitely become peaceful it's not moving very roughly anymore the tides are kind of very calm at the moment and we're really building our our relationship with the moon actually subconscious Ooh. energies um Berlina. working with the kind of um, exactly <laughs> really working again and this is actually going to bring you to a new stage i would believe especially in your psychic work especially working with energy in the same sense i would say that we're about to start working with um a new energy modality is kind of like energy healing and then we're also going to be getting into like very much law of attraction for you mm-hmm. um Ooh. learning how to um um, use our words and empower those words to be able to send those out um, especially the words that we use in conversation you might even start noticing the things that you have in conversation um, will start manifesting for you which is very cool for you can I give you a validation? sure so one area that I've always struggled with is when we do we send out information mm-hmm. all the time about the new moon and the full moon and part of it is law of attraction and what you want to manifest and you have to use statements that are very clear and not having the negative in it so you have to say you know i am beautiful i am strong without saying i don't want to be sick because then you're you're already putting that out into the universe about being sick Mm -hmm. so i actually have that reconditioned and i work at it all the time um every day actually to think in positive terms when i work out in the morning i don't listen to music anymore or anything i listen to only motivational speakers for the half hour that i'm I'm working out because i want to make sure that i'm filling myself as much as possible with those that positive attraction and as far as the emotional and the healing and um, i'm feeling like this is relationships (laughs) i just have have gone through that where you you kind of look at yourself rather than the rest of the world which is something i would preach and say what do i own in this and what have i been projecting that is creating this over and over again in my life and making peace with it like forgiving the past forgiving not only myself but anything that's happened and said thank you for the lesson mm-hmm. so that's right on point <laughs> it's not easy to do that you know you do it with your teeth gritted but i, <laughs> you know, I did it. you're amazing jake that is just that's you know, spot on. So on with us. Well, this is only two cards in, so get ready. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have John Cena? Is John Cena anywhere in my cards? Can yeah, I say this? watch wrestling tonight. Can, can I it's say Monday. this over the radio that anyone who can get Katie a date with John Cena gets <laughs> free readings for life, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> John Cena. He's got to go. Go ahead. So two, two um, pieces of information just kind of popped in. Um, one is that um, you are going to kick me for it, but I would love to see you buy yourself a deck of cards and use it for your own personal work. Nobody else. I want it 
how I see it for you is I wanted to be able to keep a track, a physical track and kind of um, an actual storyline to be able to keep track of the narrative that has been painted and the projection of the narrative moving forward. It's being able to take your own internal thermostat when you're in your own head on the days that you're stressed out. The cards will never lie to you. You'll have to just um, be able to step back and just look at them and be like, oh, that's what I'm missing. I would really love to see you start doing something like this for yourself, not other people. That's not what I see. It's not useful for other people. Your gift alone is great for other people. But you get in your own head when you try to read yourself. That is the problem for you. And so coming up for the future, though, you've got some important messages, though, my dear. Um, you are still another piece of the puzzle from the past is kind of coming back for you to relearn. Um, and this time the part of the message is really just, um, not being so, um, suspect of people's motives, not being so suspect of um, (laughs) what people want out of you, of how they're going to utilize you and to, Mm. um, get rid of the people that are using you as like a tool almost, if that makes sense. Holy cow. Oh my gosh. That is right on. That is spot on. We've actually had that conversation. We had the conversation, what, a few days ago? Yeah. That's crazy. out where somebody... If they recognize me and they start to say stuff about my work and what I do, I, I can give you the whole blueprint of what I did. I've been doing this, though, professionally since 2006, and I think to myself, and good luck with that. Yeah, you're going to miss a lot of football games and dances and things for your kids, <laughs> mm-hmm. so good luck with that. But it's it's almost like they want me to gift them, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever, that, that same kind of ability or whatever I did. And it's like, no, I worked for that. Not gonna hop on. (laughs) Can't hop on her coattails. Right. So that's interesting because I've talked about that. And then you might also find it um, important to just kind of um, reevaluate your business relationships, the people who you um, maybe do workshops with, and the people that you um, work with in those that kind of level. Um, You may be reevaluating that relationship Mm -hmm. and just understanding that that's um, fizzling out um, for the good, for the good. just okay. so you, because you've got the Ace of Earth and you've got the Three of Earth, so I'm seeing a, a relationship, not a romantic, not anything like that, not a friendship. I'm seeing it's kind of like a work thing that ends up, we go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. We're starting to do something different. Maybe it's a little bit more independent. Maybe it's a little bit more just like with different groups. We're just not vibing with um, some older ones right at the moment, and so we're going into a different place. Um, you've got big money cards and you've got big business cards right Ooh. here. And this is really just talking about your co- <laughs> your collaborations Cash with money. other people and about how you can bring yourself to the next level with that. Um, you've got the page of air, which means that you're also stepping into a space with all of these powerful lessons where you're about to start relearning things. You're about to start. You have to pick your curiosity again and you have to start opening yourself up to I've come this far in my career. I've come this far in my knowledge. Um, what have I missed? What th- what things weren't useful to me? five years ago that may be very well useful to come back to now what books that i buy 10 years ago put in the back of my shelf and just got dusty what's gonna be useful for me right now you know spot on and i have just started doing that because not only because of the podcast but because i don't want to get you know like old and worn out she says the same thing she has the same shtick whatever that i want to be relevant and it's important for me to stay sparked and I can feel mm. that the energy has shifted probably since February because yeah. it seems like everything kind of <clears throat> let loose. Finally. Um, but yeah. that is right on. So no John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, that might be the next card that he oh, didn't okay. pull yet. <laughs> what is it? We're looking at the next card. Seven of 
Water. What does that is mean? Is it John Cena? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if there's a John Cena card in this deck? No, actually, it's kind of, <laughs> unfortunately, no John Cena. Um, the Seven of Water, the Seven of Cups is really just talking about there's a lot of decisions to be made and a lot of things to weed out. So really having to kind of hone in with ourselves and just kind of check in with home and just see the things that aren't going to serve us in the long run, kind of weeding those things out. Um, and to also not procrastinate old things that we've been kind of writing down in our kind of goal list. No more hesitation for that. We have to just get out and do that. We have to Marie Kondo our, our our work lives, and I think don't you think we need to play more too? Though I think we should just play. We I I know you and I are workaholics, and I I say the word play, and you look at me like I'm crazy. We don't. We just need to play. You know, with like what? Like, I don't what? know. I don't remember how to play. No, just play. Yeah, just play with. I don't know. Get some cards out. Remember me, you, and Barb used to get the cards out and oh, yeah. do fun readings. Mm-hmm. Just have fun with it. Play with the work that we do. And I think it. It's almost like instead of just reading a book, it's like maybe coloring on the uh, coloring the pages in or writing in the margins. I just feel like. I don't know. I just sometimes feel like, you know, we, we plod along and we're working and we forget to play. I don't know. I don't remember how to play, but I think we need to learn again. Okay. Okay. I'll take that. I'll take that tip. That was amazing. <laughs> you are amazing. He okay. really is. Yay. So when you are doing your work mm-hmm. and you're in your mind space and you're hearing and feeling and sensing things like, like Michelle and I do, do you also have times where you're dreaming about um, readings? Are you getting premonitions and do you see it in card form or do you actually hear and see um, the information because anybody can do tarot Mm -hmm. but the way certain really good psychics do the tarot is they're getting impressions they're getting a download as they get the tool in front of them Mm -hmm. and that's clearly what you just did with all of this oh yeah so do you dream about it ever yeah do you dream Um, in tarot (laughs) <laughs> you know what? Actually, a lot of times in my readings, I will see images of different cards that will pop up oh, or cool. somebody will be talking to me about their situation. I'll be like, oh, that's very Seven of Swords of you. <laughs> um, I love that. Things like that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Do you want to go to the casino? Does it work that way too? But, no. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, no. Uh, Horrible gambler. Uh, Same <laughs> it here. It does not work for me at all. Um but yeah, for my dreams. So for dreams, it's very interesting. When I was younger, I used to dream my entire day before it happened. Mm. Um, and then I would be very frustrated because nothing new would happen in my day. <laughs> I would have already, already, already lived it. this day. This is boring. Um, and then for my readings, it happens about an hour and a half before I sit down with my client. Um, I start to get all of the information. Everything mm-hmm. that is going to come up in the reading, I sit there and I write down in my journal. And then kind of when I'm doing my reading with you, when I lay out my cards as I'm going through, you might see me do little check marks on the side of my paper, mm-hmm. just checking off all the things that came up and just realize. <laughs> Just knowing that I went through everything. Um, oftentimes, your guides are really the ones that just kind of inundate me with all of your information. And I just kind of use the cards to weave the story. Do you ever have clients that you cannot read or um, they reject this? And it's you know later on that it's because I know for myself I've had that where I've left readings and I'd say, oh, I blew it. They just sat there you know, with no expression and where they've said no, no, no. And then I've gotten a phone call a day later that said no, spot on. Um, do you have encounters where you just can't read somebody and or they reject it? So my thing is, <laughs> I guess I'm a little bit more foolish than most people in the way that I am just, I'm willing to sit down and I will just blah everything out the way I, you know especially because i mean you've already paid me for the reading so you might as well just sit back and relax and just just what i tell people anyways um i just read a skeptic the other day and after five minutes of me speaking through he said well 
can we talk about my love life? <laughs> you know, I I had to let go of that fear early on, especially because I started so early. Um, I had to let go of the fear of being wrong or not getting something right. It's the hardest you have part. To, you have to change that perspective, percept, mm-hmm. uh, perception that you have. Um, you can't be wrong about your psychic impressions. You're just misinterpreting them. And you just and the way that you can get around that is just by saying exactly what you see. Mm-hmm. If you hear a sentence, say exactly what you heard. Do not skew it. That is where you mess yourself up. It's when your brain gets in the way of 100%. the reading. Yeah. 100%. Um, so no, I'm not afraid. Or you lay your shit on it. Because a lot of people do that. Oh, our filters. Yeah. Do that, oh my gosh, they yes. They walk up to somebody and they're like, oh, you're in a bad place and you're you're getting a divorce. And I think, bitch, you just told me about that about yourself like two minutes ago. <laughs> everybody in the room is going to go through a bad <laughs> yeah, Stop yeah. projecting. And, and going, no, no. I think you could see like a look of horror on their face and you're like, hmm. Yeah. Laying your dick all over everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's not it, folks. No, oh my goodness. Yeah, I just think that what it is is that I just I've come to the realization that I do have a gift that is beneficial for at least everybody to hear something mm-hmm. from me. Um, and then the fact that you were interested enough to come sit down at my table means that there are messages for you to hear. Um, and whether you agree with them or not, um, whether they resonate with you right now, I just had a client message me and say I read her about a month ago and she said, "Wow, um, everything that you said that um, that you predicted was going to happen is now happening, if not uh, starting to unravel." Um, so I've just kind of like let it go and just let it develop on its own. Um, you just have to do the reading and you just have to trust that all of the messages that are important are going to come through and they will help that person. What's the next part for you in your in your career or your goals? Your and you said you were in school, but um, are you going to expand with your with your readings or how, how do you envision this for you? Mm-hmm. I'm in a very interesting part time in my life right now where my uh, my work is really starting to become a full-time job eventually, and it's in the foreseeable future, I can definitely tell. Um, but I don't keep my plans of um, being a doctor out of the way either. I do plan to be a doctor in for, um, forensic psychology, and mm, my goal nice. would be to... Um, start making some really important head work in the realm of psychology using spiritual methods, using the fact that because spirituality is something that exists in every culture, you know, up until about 100 years ago, everybody consulted the shaman in the town because he was everything. He was the psychologist. He was the healer. He was the parent that you never had. He was the teacher. Um, He was the one that you had to kind of go for. Um, And the shaman exists in every single one of us. It's an archetype that exists in everybody's personality. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that there's very important things to be written about, especially psychic children, recovering that intuition in yourself. Because I think that intuition, especially psychic ability, even if you don't use it for other people, it's a good way to kind of go back and address old wounds, um, be able to see the bigger picture, see the message in it, um, and be able to kind of release that with yourself and not take it so personal. Um, not everything that has happened to you is an attack on you. You know yeah. what I mean? And about you. So people get so caught up in yeah. that. Yeah. Just like um, so go. I would really like to kind of take my professional work, but eventually, eventually I will definitely be doing this probably full time, <laughs> just inevitably. Um, the goal is to definitely write a book. Um, and then from there, kind of just um, continue on with my private readings, continue on maybe doing group readings. I would really love to do um, public speaking, kind of um, teach the masses. You're kind of great at it. <laughs> yeah, obviously, oh my goodness. I think there's definitely a curiosity and there's also a new wave of curiosity that's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important. I think it's important to do the work that we do. What about stand-up comedy? You thinking about going <laughs> in that room? You know, actually, one of my favorite people in the world would be Joan Rivers and Chelsea Handler. So I, oh. you watch yourself. I could be a psychic comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Katie is already. <laughs> I myself. 
How about one of those? I, a friend of mine went just went on a Piper's cruise. It's like bagpiping. It's classes and mm-hmm. lessons. How about a tarot cruise that we can all go on? That would be so oh, much fun. Wouldn't that be so fun for me <laughs> to sit down and just teach everybody how to read a card? Like yes. I love that idea. Years ago, <laughs> Sylvia Brown and Hay House used to, I don't know if they still do, had cruises. Really? And they were psychic cruises. And you would sign up and for different days, you know, they'd have different... Um, speakers, speakers and, and readings and so Sylvia Brown I mean I think it's a great way to have a write-off for a vacation absolutely <laughs> oh no I'm working I'm working <laughs> sitting on the deck <laughs> yeah I've got sun. A, I just gotta drink this cocktail first before I can really get a clear read on that no I'm kidding but it's um so that's they actually would do that but I they you don't see as much of that anymore you see the conferences the, like in Sedona and mm. that but so I've actually said to the, the gals that work for me, why can't we get something like in Tennessee or one of these places? Because I want to go and I'm be like, uh-huh. we can book a whole... New like, Orleans. Yeah, no, oh, oh, I my love gosh, New Let's do it. New Orleans <laughs> is trip. the best. Oh, and the people are wonderful in New Orleans. So Shout open. out to them. Love them. Uh, so uh, we've actually talked about doing something like that where you travel and you go and do readings and, <laughs> and it's kind of like collective groups. That's kind of like playing and, yeah, and it is reaching like into playing. our bag of tricks. What else about you and your work that you would want maybe somebody new to this out there to take away from, from what you do or, or even their own development? I would say that no matter how professional and polished the, the individual appears to be, we really are all just kind of like everyday shuffling to kind of like get <laughs> our act together and at least make it look like we've got our act together. Yes. You know, nobody's got the finite answers, um, especially with cards. I'll tell you a little fun fact. My ADD never let me read a full tarot book, so I don't really know all of the answers to every single card that you put down. It's really just my intuition that tells me what these cards say on my little knowledge of what the textbook answer would be about it. So what I would say is that find your niche and fill it that's what you have to do you have to find what you are good at and do that um don't be discouraged and don't go off of the skewed image of um what what you're doing should look like exactly it's going to always change i'm not the same person i was five years ago my readings are the same as five years ago and they won't be goodness right (laughs) they won't be in five months either you know you're always changing you have to be open to it you can't resist it you know i i dab a little bit with tarot just for myself and my family because I can't read for myself to, to get out of my own way. You mm-hmm. know, people always say that. How come you didn't see that? Aren't you like, uh, it's like, it's me and my family. I mean, I can't possibly read for that. Right. But I can't seem to sit down and read a whole tarot book. My mind wanders and, and whatnot. But I, I find that I really, I had the deck for years, but I didn't touch it because someone had told me I don't even know who it was. You've got to, you know, consecrate each card, wrap it in this black felt, sleep mm-hmm. with it under your pillow for a month, and then read these books. You don't touch the cards and do that. I'm like, I just want to play with these cards. And I think it was Barb that says, just play with them. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just play. <laughs> that and like the rune cards. Sometimes I dream in runes. Sometimes the, the runes and the cards will pop in during readings. Any little thing that you know that that can pop into help and what i always try to remind myself when doing readings is i'm not in the driver's seat my my brain is not in the driver's seat mm-hmm. you know all the guides you know my people up in spirit those you know, the, the helpers and guides for the people i'm reading for they're driving the car i'm just in the passenger seat mm-hmm. and it's when i try to get into the driver's seat that things go haywire i had a um I clients come to me one time and they just lost an older son, their mm-hmm. older son. So it was the parents and a, and a younger son. And they said, we just want to know what our son was buried in. Well, boom, I want 
them to feel peace and I, I got very upset I was suffering for them and then I heard my angels and guys say, oh, just back off and let's do some other stuff and I got some really cool images and they they seemed happy but I of course felt like a failure and a disappointment I got to the very end and they were just about to go and I had relaxed my brain shut off mm -hmm. stayed out of the way and I said why did I just see him fly by in a Superman suit that's what they buried him in oh. and that as soon as I stopped thinking I could see him. It was the most beautiful thing. So, and that's, I think that was the big lesson of that. I think in each reading, don't you think that there's a lesson for us as well? Oh, I agreed. Oh. <laughs> and that's what my and lesson is. Stop thinking. Oh, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. That we're, we're learning that language. And what I tell students all the time is we have to raise our vibrations mm. and they have to lower their vibrations to speak to us. So somewhere in there, there's some misinterpretation or you're, you're lost know, in translation, translation <laughs> right? Lost in translation. So I'll realize that after a while that I'm getting um, rainbows, you know, that might be like a reference and I'll be thinking, oh, rainbows, isn't that lovely? Like, you know, and, and I'll say, oh, is the person very creative? And they'll keep giving me the rainbow and be oh, gay pride. Okay, now I got it. So they keep doing things until I get it. Right. They and I, and I'm trying to around. put it in a different, you know, perspective, but that's. It really, truly is a learning experience. All, and hey, that's one of the reasons why our work is so much fun right. is because so it's different. different all the time. Tell us about one of the scariest um, we events. We love scary stuff. Like the most spiritual <laughs> event. And yeah, we love the scary. So tell us a good scary story. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> you almost told me about that beforehand. I can't wait so, to hear. So um, we had just went to, my boyfriend and I, we went to a haunted hotel a couple weeks ago. Can you say which one? Um, it was the Shanley Hotel. Oh, okay. Oh. Right here in upstate New York. Mm. And um, the spirits were lovely. A lot of conscious entities, a lot of residual hauntings, I would say. Um, but the most spooky thing would be my first, not my first encounter, my first in-person encounter in a very, like, in the same room with um, a parasitic energy. Oh. With a parasitic energy and the way that he manifested was, um, have this you ever... Is someone I dated? <laughs> 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 Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it's not about me, it's about you. Go ahead. Um, so it was a parasitic energy and it was the first time I had really, it was actually the second time this year that I've been in the same room with one. Um, it had appeared in, it, the way it travels is through mirrors. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, the old wives tale about mirrors being portals, which... True. I, which, true, although I do love a good scrying mirror, don't get me wrong. Um, so this energy had obviously didn't come with the house pre-existing. It had really been something that had been opened up using like Ouija boards, things mm -hmm. like that. And it decided oh to live in the mirror. Oh, you were telling me. As soon as I walked into the place, I saw the Ouija board in the corner of the room. And I said, oh, hell no. no. I said, what the hell is going on up in here? Um, so really, it, it um, stepped out of the mirror and it came to the doorway. And, it, you know, what it looked like in my mind, the way my mind perceived it was, um, do you remember from the Insidious movies, The Red Demon? Yes. It came through in that way and it wrapped its big, long fingers around the doorway oh. and left like a stain that I could only see because, mm -hmm. you know, everybody else um, couldn't see him. Thank the Lord for them. Ooh, yeah. um, and he was very intimidating. He had that really guttural, rattling noise. Mm, he he didn't speak that. language. Yeah. He spoke rattling. Okay. Um, it was very like beastly. Like, um, but I called the angels, and so he wasn't coming close to me. So that was really my brief encounter. My biggest encounter, though, was a couple. Was about. Six months ago, I'd say we were renovating the top uh, part of my house, making it into a bedroom. And I had been in my bathroom brushing my teeth, and all of a sudden, I felt something drop 
the energy in the room dropped. Oh, I could feel it. You could feel the bottom fall out. Um, yeah. And then I felt, I feel like I could see something in my mind. And this was just after I was watching Insidious 3. Oh my Actually. gosh. <laughs> see, we just talked about not watching some of that stuff. Yeah, this is exactly why I don't open watch things. When you watch it, your yeah, subconscious and the entities around you will go off of your perception and they will manifest themselves in ways mm-hmm. that you recognize it in ways that are scary to you. Slender man. All and that there was um, an energy of an old man who had manifested himself in the top um, four of my apartment and I could feel him and he was no good. You could, he was not up to anything good and he was trying to rally the spirits that came with my house when we moved in. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trying to take control of them, assert like a dominance around it and especially in the area um, of the entire floor. So I had to go up there and I remember seeing him. He was this old, it was a very rotted, like the skin was falling Decay, off of him, yeah. rotted. Yes, you could smell you could smell like um, it wasn't death. It was something different, um, like a perpetual rot to the oh, air. Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, like kind of like a very bitter sweet smell to mm-hmm, it too. Mm-hmm. Wasn't good at all. Um, but he was hiding. He didn't know that I could see him. So when I came up there, I came with my big old sage stick and I said, listen, we can go about this a couple of different ways. You could leave peacefully or I can have to march over there into that shadow in this dimly lit room and then I have to yell at you. <laughs> Um, so that was my second counter. A, a big thing with my gifts, I speak to a lot of angels, but I think it's very interesting that um, I do have a very profound ability to um, see the lesser energies mm-hmm. around in very visual ways. I can I, I interact with them. I like into it. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt and Ghost Whisperer. Oh, energies that haven't yeah. departed um, because she wakes up all the time in a negligee and false eyelashes very much like her me. hair's always right, perfect exactly. <laughs> listen if I had a dollar for every time I've woken up in my black negligee and a 301 <laughs> lash <laughs> that old thing <laughs> um yeah, it, it's very interesting that um, energies that haven't moved on to the other side and then also energies that are like darker that you might describe. I, you know, call them assholes. I don't say that they're darker, um, but I do can see them very visually. Mm. However, people who have passed on, I don't see them visually like that. Mm-hmm. So that's a very interesting thing with my gift. Oh, once they've crossed over, you see them in almost like an energy form? Yep. It's yeah. a very energy yeah. form, it's geometric shapes. Uh, math equations. Oh, cool. well, yes. yeah, um, I'm not good at math, so I would oh, never get neither that. Am I. Oh. <laughs> neither am I. I failed <laughs> geometry. Don't get me <laughs> I wrong. I, <laughs> <laughs> I came in fractions. Like, God, oh. I, like, I can't do this problem. I can't solve word problems. <laughs> Maybe that's why they come in math problems, my biggest fear. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's right. That's oh, my Now, I had to do an article one time, and it talked about the comparison of angels and demons. Mm-hmm. And um, I was actually getting quite a bit of information off the internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and as I was doing this and writing at three o'clock in the morning, um, I started to, to actually like hear <laughs> them in the house, not realizing I forgot that I was home alone. The kids weren't there. Have you heard or, or does it resonate with you that they are of the same plane and that it's like, you know, they've, they basically the chosen the, the light or the the dark to go to that they're they're basically fallen angels all of them that the demons are that that's kind of like star wars right, dark that, side of the force right have you heard that before so um <clears throat> so uh, to kind of separate demons and fallen angels um we are all familiar with like especially the christian and catholic um the myths about lucifer mm-hmm. um the fallen angel who mm-hmm. you know was god's best friend and then fell to um earth um, he 
in his bitterness, he in his dark place is the one that manifested um, what uh, we would call demons and things okay. like that. Those are not fallen angels. Those are aspects of um, like how we said that God and angels are aspects of like the divine parts of like humanity. Um, demons are aspects of like the darker subconscious parts mm, of, uh, of humanity. Sense. So we can create um, demons in a sense. So we can create demons. However, I would argue that not all demons exactly. Demons are very um, unhoned energy, and that's why people consider them so dangerous because we can't. They're very raw, and you cannot control them. Um, Solomon, the book of Solomon talks about how to control demons and how to kind of keep them on the wraps, the lesser and higher keys you can read up on too. Um, but it's really, it's just, it's it's a farce because you really can't get a good grip on them. It's like trying to control an angel in a magic sense. You really can't, it takes a lot of work, a lot of people, and it really just backfires on you. Mm. Um, but I would like to dispel some rumors about some of the demons. Some of the hierarchy of the demons um, got bad raps through religion and things like that. Absolutely. They are Actually, there are some profound and beautiful energies that you can interact with that will teach you about the darker stuff. Because if it's all about the light for you, if you were all about the yin and not about the yang, you are, have to open yourself to the possibility that you do not have the whole story. And you're unbalanced. You know, Amen. you do need well, a balance. And Barb always says that you have to have the dark with the light. Yes. You have to have that balance. So I find my dark side when I'm driving. <laughs> Seriously, I do. Oh my gosh. Holy cow. Um, and then there is a difference between um, <laughs> demons and then parasitic energies. Oh, the ones mm -hmm. that haunt places, the ones things like that. It the bug it, kids. Those are the kinds that piss us off the most. Yes, one hundred percent. Really, the, the actual demons, actual like the actual kings and ha the heralds of hell, mm -hmm. very hard to actually come across. Um, they're very not That's usually. Yeah, that's very much Hollywood. You would need like a five star magician and a whole cult to like summon one of those. Like, and I, that's I not our next show. <laughs> um, so it's really just parasites and things like that. Lesser things that were born from those energies, um, spawns of them that okay. were not held on to. You know, they're not yeah. the best parents. Let's just set the record. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I always refer to them as parasitic energies when I talk to people, but and I always, I always say fleas and ticks. Yes, mm -hmm. fleas and ticks. Mm -hmm. Nothing to be afraid of. So, anybody else in your family have your ability? Like, was it handed down? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of uh, myths. Uh, the The trouble with um, really sourcing my my gift to the beginning is that we don't know a whole lot about my mom's side. Oh. But what we do know is that my grandmother, the one that I had seen in the living room, used to read playing cards. Oh, cool. And she would read, like, some of my aunt's friends, but there were some people that she refused to read for, period. Um, so she it was saw. very interesting. Yeah. And then also, she had um, this thing where she would go with her friend to, um, she was a big gambler, big with bingo, and she would read. <laughs> I love it. There was always the thing in the family where she would read parts of the Bible, and she would come home with, like, $300. Really? She would use parts of the Bible and she would use it as ways to win bingo. And she like knew as like matter of fact. Do um, you happen to know what passages those were? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm sifting through now. All of a sudden I am reading the Bible. Do you have her Bible? Because it, it might be like dog-eared. Oh, I don't. You over. know what? I might actually have her Bible somewhere. That would be interesting to come across. Okay, so I'll have cool. to do some All digging right. for that. Um, but yeah, I used to so read playing cards. it was handed down to you. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> on my dad's side... Um, my dad's side, there's some spooky people, but um, mostly my mom's side, it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, my mom's dad's side, who we're not entirely familiar with, um, a lot of allegations about witchcraft and um, practicing cool. things like that. Yep, so that's why we've got a lot kind of going on on our <laughs> end that we, <laughs> you know. 
That's so cool. I, I, don't you think in, in most cases it's handed down? I think there's a genetic, you know, DNA, um, biological DNA. I, I think there's also spiritual DNA sometimes. And it, it, I agree with that. It gets handed down. I have my great, great aunt's um, fortune-telling cards from the turn of the century. I love that. And she held me when I on the day I was christened, and she said, "This child will be able to see the future." Freaked my parents out. <laughs> so, oh, I love yeah. that. So, tell us just as we're starting to wind down here. Tell us what, like what you do as a daily practice to prep yourself or clear yourself um, for other people maybe to utilize as well. So. My biggest advice for when I do readings is what I do is I take, you need like a solid hour for yourself. I would even argue that you need about three hours, not three hours of meditation or anything like that. Um, you need a half hour to kind of just sit there and just do BS things, mm-hmm. nothing, things to just distract your mind, kind of bypass your logical mind. Oh, yeah. Um, listen to a comedy special, listen to music, anything like that, something that just gets you out of it. Um, and then for about 40 minutes, I would say you need to kind of sit down with yourself and just get a little quiet, check in with your own internal thermostat. What's going on in your life? What are the things affecting you right now, things that are stressing you? And then right before the reading, you need to sit down and then you need to pretend like you are literally taking yourself out of the driver's seat, getting into the passenger, and you are allowing a clear channel to just go through non-biased, mm. disattached from yourself. When I'm doing my readings, do not get me wrong, it is not me conjuring up these messages out of the ether. Mm-hmm. It is your ener- your guides, your loved ones your angels that are telling me these things and I'm just naive enough to tell these things to you. <laughs> you know, you really Their people are talking to your people, right? You have to detach the I out of it. It's mm. not about the I, 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 what I can do. Um, it's really about what us as a group can do, you know? I love that. Now, when you were reading for Katie, you mentioned something about doing tarot and um, were you ta- like kind of me- leaning towards like keeping a tarot diary in a sense? Because like maybe taking a picture and then or even writing down what, what you know what cards spread just to kind of get you know a little bit of a I don't know read on yourself each day I would say that you can definitely do the journal. The thing with the journal is that if you have a short attention span, you'll forget everything that you had in the reading. <laughs> so I really love the method of kind of doing like a voice recorder or a, vid- or a video recorder. Do the reading and pretend that you're reading the camera, the person behind the camera, oh. as a way to bypass your logical mind that you are not, you're no longer reading yourself. You're reading That's whoever that is. That's a fantastic idea. Mm-hmm. That's a great suggestion. And I then like listen that. back to it a couple hours later at the end of your day when you're not even thinking about it anymore. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, because then you can give yourself a reading, and but it's not really you're giving someone else a reading, but it's you. One hundred percent. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I try love that. that. <laughs> so, how will our listeners be able to get a hold of you, you sexy bitch? <laughs> so you can wow. get a hold of me on. <laughs> You can add my Facebook page. It's just Jake Paul. Um, you'll see me with my blue hair. Um, I've got my Instagram at Intuitive Jake. I listen. I read all of my messages. I do post angel readings every now and then. I'm getting into it now more than ever. Yay! Um, and then you can also email me at jakepaulbookings at gmail dot com. Okay. We'll make sure that we link it when we post the podcast. Oh, and check out my Etsy. Yes. I, I've got an Etsy page. Um, right now, I'm just offering readings. You can do um, phone readings or you can do in-person readings with me. Um, I'm about to start looking into making candles. Mm. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Custom candles. Okay. Mm. So for us, Michelle, uh, I don't know if you have any more questions. Well, I'm sure I'll have a lot later. So right. I might be exactly. messaging you later on Facebook. Yes, <laughs> 
I hope that. Do you have any questions? I don't have any questions, but I do want to say to anybody that like just hung out with us for well over an hour, listen back to a lot of the stuff that Jake said because a lot of it isn't about the spirit world or anything like that. If you if you apply that just to life, exactly, there's mm-hmm. a lot of stuff that. How old are you? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I just turned 21. Oh my goodness. You are one of the smartest people I have ever right? met. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's no, no bullshit. Like, you are one of I the... I hang out with some really cool people. <laughs> I know I'm some. not even talking to you. I know you're not. <laughs> Nobody is. <laughs> Isn't he amazing? But no, that he was... Really there were so many things that you can apply just to life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that, like, all the stuff you said, and I'm like, damn, like, if you were really paying attention, and I will listen to this probably a, a bunch of times, too. That's why we get so many plays. I listen to them over and over. <laughs> I do that with my other podcast too. I just keep listening. How come? How come you got so many plays? I listen to it like forty-seven times. <laughs> I like the sound of my own voice. But no, there was there was a lot of a lot of intelligent stuff that was said just about life in general. Right. Mm. Well, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I was paying attention. <laughs> I was quiet a lot, but I was paying attention. Good, good. So we have some other shows coming up. And uh, I think we're going to have Barb Nesnick, mm-hmm. who's a shaman, uh, Willow Tree Wisdom. Um, we're going to have Drew Callie. So oh, wow. That's I know. exciting. Another sexy Yay. bitch. And um, so we've, we've got some really exciting things. If you, as the listeners, have topics or people that you would like for Michelle and I and D. Scott to address, love to have your suggestions. Absolutely. Please uh, private message me. Um, would really like that. So... I cannot thank you enough Yay. for being our uh, first official yeah, guest on Psychic on the Scene. So, and I think you're amazing, and I couldn't be more proud of you if you were my own son. I, I just Aww. think I'm really, really proud, and I'm very, very happy for both of you. And damn so, it, now I'm going to You guys cry. are adorable. I know, right? <laughs> so cute together. So um, thank you again, and thank so many so blessings much, to the both of you. So Absolutely. Um, Oh, we'll have you back. Oh, we're having you back. <laughs> we have to have you back. We have to have you back. Like once some of these other things for us manifest, because mm-hmm. I got to know what happens next. Yeah, but exactly. Once my comedy career takes off, I'm not going to be able to do this. Yeah. <laughs> no. Angels revisited. Angels <laughs> revisited. That. Exactly. That'll be the next one. So, signing off. Sure. Okay. So, guys, thanks again for listening to Psychic on the Scene. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Katie. And we'll be talking soon. Thank you, D. Scott. You got it. Thank you. Thank you, you guys.